Welcome back to Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. My name is Julian Guderlai. I am your host today for New Earth Dialogues. Today out of a park in California with social entrepreneur and startup founder Lorana Scarpioni. Hope you enjoy this episode and make sure to subscribe to the show at greenplanet-blueplanet.com on iTunes or on your favorite Android podcast app. Towards the end of this episode, this is another bilingual episode. So if you speak Portuguese or if you want to get a laugh out of me speaking some Portuguese, stay tuned um, towards the last third of the episode. And let me maybe share a sentence or two of why I'm sharing uh, bilingual episodes, um, mainly out of two reasons. One of them is it really gets me out of my comfort zone. And, and then second, I am a second language English speaker as well. And I really truly believe English that is our international language in which we connect and in which we kind of unify over. And at the same time, there are so many languages being spoken on planet Earth that are um, beautiful, that are incredibly powerful, and that we shouldn't forget that it's it's almost a, um, a privilege and if not sometimes borders on arrogance that we um, only want to be met in English as the number one language because there are 200 million people or more speaking Portuguese, there's a billion people speaking Spanish, there's obviously more than a billion people speaking Mandarin um, and lots and lots of other languages. So I think it's really to do with the cultural equality that we display on planet Earth and um, yeah, that's just as a little disclaimer, so now without any further ado, enjoy this episode on equality, happiness, and faith in building a social enterprise. Let's jump right into the conversation. A lot of my drive or why I'm a social entrepreneur today is related to the perceptions that I, I got from the Brazilian experience. Brazil is a very unequal country and the state that I was born, uh, comparing to the state that I grew, they, they have huge differences. So since I was a kid, I started seeing a lot of these, these unequal opportunities, uh, comparing these to with my friends from Northwest of Brazil and the life that I live, lived in South. So to understand that the world is not an equal place and people sometimes don't have the same opportunities, it made me start a path on volunteering and for the beginning of my life uh, to work with uh, poor communities, uh, NGOs was part of my, my daily life. Then it was not enough, so I ended up starting two universities to check it out if human rights would be my thing or, or communications. Um, no passion for either of them was more about like how can we change the world and then I ended up like uh, having, having Liv's idea that for me fits with the values and the things that I carry so um, I think the background is that like uh, growing in a country where people really need more equality and they are amazing they just don't don't have um, opportunities to be everything that they could so there's a lot of social justice and a lot of um, just equality that, that drives you or these questions in, in your mind. Is that something that you wake up with or you had as a little kid, as, as you said, growing up? Yeah, I think it's more about like a pers uh, realization that like life is not fair uh, with a lot of people. There's uh, for me, the best, best example is like when you, I'm walking around city and I see a very old person carrying a big, uh, a big 
carrinho uh, of re recycling car that it, it, it the weight is like 200 kilos so they have the age to be retired but they are working like carrying 200 kilos a day so it's not because this person doesn't want to work they are that poor it's because like they are working in a system or a society where there's no place for growth or for opportunities for them and that's why they keep like they are 60 and they're they are still in the cycle you know so having this close uh, relationship with these communities I understood that like we need to change something in the system to provide equal opportunities because like as human beings we have rights to to a lot of things and this is like values that we shouldn't like neglect the way that we are neglecting in our society mm -hmm. so And that is how you had Believe's idea. I believe is the name of your company. Yes. Um, so what's the fundamental idea behind it? So I think the idea I used to, to share that it came from, from a few documentaries that I watched. Um, since I started to universities, one of the challenges was like, how can I read or understand more of the word, even though public relations and law are two universities where you can you need to read a lot. So I need to read a lot from then. How can I get outside information or uh, do that on time, you know? So documentary sound of the best solution because um, it was a fast way to learn and to understand the word in other fields rather than these two. Um, so I got a bit addicted on that since I was 18, like watching two documentaries every week at least. Uh, a lot of things for a lot of subjects. And looking back, I see two of them very clearly um, building my idea. The first one is about um, how our relationship with money could be even healthier, because sometimes we have a lot of value, we just don't have the currency to trade these values. So the documentary speaks about, let's, for example, you, Julian, you have an English lesson that I would love to assess, and I have a bike that is being like that is in my apartment and I never use. And you really, I really want to practice my English, and you really want uh, to assess this bike because you want to have a weekend with your friends. But the problem is that I don't have money, and you don't have money. So we were like, okay, scarcity. We don't have money. The economy is so shitty. But in fact, your knowledge in English is still there. My bike is still there in my apartment. We just don't have the paper to trade these two goods, you know. So how can we create alternative currencies that bring abundance to a system where scarcity is the mindset, you know? So the first documentary was about that and we speak about like a lot of alternative currency systems. Uh, and the second one is about online collaboration and how people are with internet, they are building new ways of collaborate and connect that 30 years ago was impossible just because we didn't know that where we were and how to connect. So one very good example of the whole, whole documentary was a team, soccer team, that was uh, going to be closed because it, the owners didn't want to keep it. And then what happened is that uh, the, the cheer, cheerleaders, the, yes, they, they just like decided to connect and buy the team together. So they, they saved the team with 16,000 uh, owners now. And every time that every, every player goes to the field, the 16,000 owners, they vote online who are going to play that game. 
So this was just possible because internet was out there to connect the 16,000 people, each one giving a little bit of money, they could have their own team. So Live is just the connection of the, these two ideas because it's an alternative currency based on time that uses the power of collaboration uh, online to make people exchange it uh, among like the world. So the way it works is simple. You offer, for example, one hour of culinary lessons, then you get one time credit, and then you can exchange for someone to fix your computer, help you with finances, any service uh, available in the platform. So And that service would be available also for a time Yes, one hour per one hour. So you spend one hour teaching me English, one time credit for you, and then you can pay a friend to clean your apartment, for example, during one hour. Wow, so that's fascinating. It's basically like a, an, a development on shared economy or like using collaboration and an equal access to time as the basic principle for a shared economy. So how does that look in, in reality? Like, um, I know you have a, quite a, a few users. Like, tell, tell us a little bit more of like, what are the things that people are actually changing and uh, trading on? Okay, so we have, um, in, in terms of experiences, we have English conversation as the first one and guitar lessons as the second one. But mainly because also the word English lessons and uh, guitar lessons can be more clear to connect. But we see very two strong communities in the platform. One of them is health living and new culture around like yoga, permaculture, um, briefing techniques, uh, massage. So a lot of people on these, on these kind of experiences. And the second one, it's entrepreneurship crew so we see a lot of people exchanging marketing coach coding how to to design your logo a lot of a lot of things related to starting a business or a project going better in your career oh wow that's fascinating so let me just ask to and also to clarify your main user base is that largely in brazil and south america yes 90 percent of the users are brazilians okay how uh, many users do you have so far a hundred and fifty thousand oh, organically fantastic. yes cool so that's that's super exciting brand this podcast is a place for social change making and social impact making and i feel um, people like you who are up to these ideas that kind of reorganize our society based on collaboration that's really what um, i i'd love to see a lot more of and i'm really inspired by what do you see believe in this idea of time exchange where do you see this going what do you think the next steps are and do you actually foresee that this has a, a huge relevance in our global society yeah i think uh one of your subjects on on this podcast is all about like how we are preparing for the future and how the fourth industrial revolution is going to change what we are doing and i think believe is the part of the solutions for a more collaborative and human economy um next next challenges are very related to displacement in in the economy and how jobs are going to change uh, as as they grow and evolve, you know, and people, they will have more free time and they will work more independently. And this is already a movement on like being your own boss or um, working from home, managing your time. But at the other time, money will be an issue for, for a while in this transaction uh, transition moment of our society. 
So how can we map and connect all these talents and all these hours that could be traded to create abundance of growth, uh, collaboration and services, even though we are going through a time of scarcity of money or opportunities, you know. So for me, I believe it's, it can be the currency of equality. Every human being um, has 24 hours a day and uh, I think this is the beauty of using time as the currency because it doesn't matter the exchange rate in China or how is the economy in India, every human being is the same and everyone has a talent that should be shared, something, a knowledge, help, even uh, someone to listen to you, it's valuable in our platform. We have users that trade that, like someone to listen to me. And that's the beauty of it, you know, going back a few steps and saying like humans, we all have value. It's not just you and I and this guy who is in the streets, he doesn't, you know. Um, and I think time can be one of the ways that we state that in an active way. Wow, that's um, that's a very powerful, powerful vision. So you, you, you're saying that this is a shared human value basically means y you could see hundreds of millions of people using and sharing this, especially as, let's say, automation of work will kind of create a vacuum of, of jobs and um, maybe to-dos? Yes, yes. Not a vacuum, I feel, but at least uh, we will we will have a time where we will transact from one type of jobs to others and more automatic to more creative and these on this time of transact transition then i think time as a currency and collaborative economies they can raise uh to say okay even though you don't know you're not sure about what the market wants from you we have a community that wants other things from you and discover with us or like let time be your your value and not not your degree that somehow it's outdated mm. right now super interesting I want to talk about value a little bit more with you but first let's um, jump into the topic of the global shapers and um, the global shapers is an international organization that is kind of founded within the World Economic Forum for young leaders under 30 and I know that you've been the global shaper for a couple of years already like what's your experience and maybe like what is this community what is this community offering for you I'm really curious to hear what are you learning within that community oh so it was four years almost five uh, next year so um, I think from my perspective I started as a global shaper in the beginning of my business um, four years ago and having a global perspective is something very interesting that I experienced traveling a little bit but getting to know social change makers around the world and understanding that they face the same challenges and they are inspired by the same things as you it creates a sense of belonging and also it makes you more peaceful and inspired in moments of uh, challenge you know so for me as a social entrepreneur uh, who, who go through different phases and, and beautiful experiences but also challenging ones, um, being a shaper makes me understand that I'm not alone in that and that I'm, I'm learning all the time, giving myself uh, the perspective of others, not just mine, going to these events and just being humble enough to understand how hard others are working too 
and that I, I should give my best always. So for me, it's, it's Global Shapers is a lot about inspiration and challenging you to act and keep and never give up and ever, ever. It's, it's something, it, it's a big present on my journey for sure. Yeah, fascinating. I, I um, echo that personally, being a global shaper, I think what I just heard you say is the word belonging. And personally, I, I agree. Like, it, There's an interesting sense of belonging when you hang out with, um, well, your, your peer groups in terms of age, but also like, just people from around the world that share values, that share this belief in a maybe a new earth, a new global society in which we actually we can operate on the basis of equality. And um, no matter where you're from, what your passport says or what your birth certificate says about you. Yes, and I think it's more about understanding that the solutions that are coming to face the challenge on the next decade, they are not solutions based on money, you know. People are not like, okay, let's face um, climate change, just paying something, you know. No, you need to have innovation, collaboration, you need to create things together, you need to help others. You need to make a lot of things better, you know. So I think part of all these, all these learning how to create this new society, how to solve problems, how to make a better world, it comes to learning how to collaborate again. And for us, it's it's saying people, okay, let's take money out of the equation, pretend that everyone ever think you are equal to the other because sometimes they don't but here it's the place where everyone is equal and let's see what comes from it what exchanges and what we've been seeing is like amazing experiences where users like start their own business just with time currency you know so they pay a lot of uh, a designer uh, someone to do their website uh, someone to teach about marketing and one day they have a business out of nowhere just using time as currency so I think this is the beauty of our, our platform and what we are doing. I believe that um, we need to learn how to be humans again and like sit some with someone, not because they are paying something to you, but because they need you. And you feel like those, those values are being lived in the Global Shapers community? Yes, I've, I think there's a lot of collaboration. Uh, even like small things like oh if you want to stay in my apartment in China you can oh if you do come to Brazil visit us you know this kind of hospitality is a value of collaboration that we have helping on each other's projects not, not asking anything back because the community is giving so much so it's a community and every community when we think in values we are stronger than, than any any kind of money transaction-based uh, marketplace, you know. Powerful. I like that. Yeah, so what is it that you're... I, I know that you're the curator of the Sao Paulo Hub at the moment. So what is it that you're like offering or creating for the global uh, shaper community at the moment? Um, you're working on a shape Latin America? Yes, right now we are offering the discussion around contrasts so shape latin is a big event for the global shapers community where we when is it going to be it's going to be from the 5th to 17th no, march uh, 2018 so um, we we are raising our our consciousness around 
Okay, we have contrast in Latin America. Some of them are pretty clear, visible. Why we don't speak about that and try to create a less, a less, an equal word, but in a more positive way, not just seeing the contrast and say like, oh, this is not fair, but what we, we can do about how we can act on it. So we are working with five big contrasts of Latin America, like growth against destruction, um, fourth industrial revolution versus lack of access, or democracy versus crisis, representation crisis. We see gender and massification. Anyways, there's, there's very cool subjects and we really want to make Latin America reflect and act around these contrasts that are out there. Got it, okay. So who, who's going to be part of this, this conference? Um, for those who are, who've never been to a SHAPE conference or who are not Global Shapers who are listening, like, um, how can one picture that? So all the Global Shapers from Latin America, 250. Uh, we can have Global Shapers from different parts of the world too, but the event is to discuss the region. And, and a few finalists from the World Economic Forum Latin America that will happen in Sao Paulo this year and other people from Brazil and different cities. So mainly that's, that's it. Cool, got it. Well, let's switch it up here a little bit. I, I want to know a little bit more about you and what you do and what drives you. And let me ask a question that is just kind of taking us out of this current context. So, Lohana, if you out of nowhere tomorrow had $1 billion at your disposal, so let's just imagine tomorrow there's $1 billion in your bank account, mm -hmm. what would you do with it? Um, probably investing 80% on social impact business. So the idea is that I don't really need to keep a billion with me. Um, so 80% investing in social impact business because I really believe that like to be sustainable, to have impact, uh, it's something, it's a good trade, you know. Uh, NGOs are amazing, but I'm truly passionate about uh, having a business around social impact that changed the world. So I will do that. And I really want to have a school, so also building a school. Um, just because I, I think, since I am a kid, I, want, I have this idea, but it's mainly for leadership. So no teaching math or all these, I think this is cool and can be part, but I want to really raise the voice of kids for being leaders, empowering them, and making their potential grow. So I will start um, this, this school and mainly make believe even bigger <laughs> so invest a lot in everything that is related to my company make it grow even bigger make people assess time as currency everywhere this will be very fun and also uh, take a fund part of this fund to just make sure that my family can travel the world <laughs> mom, dad, my brother, and maybe my future family. So I really want to, them to be able to travel and live everywhere. doesn't need to be like huge houses and everything, but just experience the planet. Mm. And I think that's it. Interesting. And that's buy a boat. Inspiring. <laughs> and buy a boat. Okay, got it. Yeah, I really to want to buy a boat. To travel the world even further. <laughs> yes. Nice. Well, there, there is a sense of global citizenship in a lot of the conversations that I'm hosting lately. and. Um, we have the, the fortunate 
um, coincidence of meeting in California at a conference. So we, I feel like there is a lot of global living already happening. Like maybe touch a little bit more on that. Like what's your, you know, you see people as equal. You want to create a, a, the basis for an equal society. How do you see global citizenship evolving over the next years, decades to come? I think it's a movement uh, and we are probably in the first phase that is like proving that this is possible and growing the feeling of I'm a global citizen, you know, this, feel, this feeling grows from experience. It takes time because you are traveling like our generation going everywhere, open up, opening up. We know that generations before us, they travel the world too, but mainly to work or to to do something be a tourist, yeah. yeah to be a tourist but this generation is more of like I'm searching for something and I'm like doing it by traveling and then you discover yourself as someone even bigger than a passport or a citizenship and then this is, is part of the experience still you know of course the social media a lot of um, a lot of medias, they are inviting us on this discussion uh, and understanding. But I think uh, this is the beginning of a movement. I see our generation then like making it a culture for the next ones. And maybe soon like we could choose. I want to be a global citizen. I want to be part of these. And my responsibility is also globally to protect uh, global values and the human the human society as a one you know mm -hmm. but I don't know how it will gonna be I, I just feel it happening got it yeah it's interesting that you're you're talking about equality so much as one of your core values every time I hear the word equality my mind automatically goes to um, equal access to well geography on planet earth right that's part of why the show is called green planet blue planet because in um in my mind, we're, we're sharing this pale blue dot, this this planet Earth together, right? So uh, borders, uh, countries, regulations, restrictions uh, for work and kind of where we're allowed to live, they don't really make a lot of sense to, to my mind and my heart at this point anymore. So that's, for me, one of the first places I go to when I hear the word equality. What other values do you feel um, are like the core of the shared human experience? I think the most powerful one is love, like um, this is the most revolutionary feeling, act or anything that we do that it comes from love. Uh, it's it's really changing the society that we have because we were a society really, really based on the self and like based on fear sometimes, fear of scarcity, fear of... Um, not having enough fear of uh, war, fear like, and love is the thing that says like you don't need to fear, you know. So I think um, this new economy based on love or the new relationships that are more open and more fluid and makes people think about what is true and not what is an agreement, just because society is like it is. But love-based like decisions, love-based companies, love-based movement you know this is something that I'm really passionate about because in the end I think this is what is changing the world and right after love I think it's like it comes like equality hope all, all the things that we, we know that are important it comes from a, a sense of loving humanity loving the planet like so for me 
this is the most important one and then we get um, probably courage I would say like we need to have courage to just make it you know uh, there's a lot of things that no one to, want to touch uh, these days and like in it, we need to have courage to just go there and face the fear and just make it okay let's act on love on this thing too you know because hate is so easy but if you love without courage then it's hate takes over you know they are very loud 100% so, I absolutely yes. echo that I feel courage is, is something that um, largely gets misunderstood as this like huge one bold act like be so courageous that you take the microphone in front of a thousand people and you speak up well maybe you know but maybe courage is just being the person who speaks up from a place of love and says hey guys I, I don't agree can we just talk about this one more time mm -hmm. because it takes courage to actually be oneself continuously in society I feel and um, the more I'm growing as a person I feel like this is this is what's truly required is this like true self-expression like coming from a place of authenticity and and being real mm -hmm. and even being real when it's not only happy-go-lucky mm -hmm. but when that comes from love I feel um, there's only growth on the other side and there's only more collaboration so yeah okay. sure. if I choose two who would be these two love and courage love and courage and then equality so three yes <laughs> inequality so the power of threes let me ask you if you had three lessons or three um, Kind of ideas you would be able to pass on to a an apprentice what would you say what would be your three um not values this time but like what would be your three pieces of knowledge that you would want to transfer to someone who who is listening to you speak oh i think as an entrepreneur we learn a lot from like acting and making mistakes and then understanding so these days i think one of my learnings, main learnings, or what I would say to people is just like, one, be humble enough to like learn all the time and be open to learn and not like, don't act like you have all the answers, like act like someone who is constantly learning and open to other opinions and other people. Because every time that I was too obsessed, like with my, truth it was it was dangerous or I closed for new ideas and opportunities but also know yourself enough to like through this humility exercise of learning and, and listening to protect your values and who you are so if you do that but you know who you are you know what you believe and you know what your values are then like to learn and to listen can be a powerful experience because what is true for you is true for you and what is your drive is your drive and you don't need to change that you shouldn't because they are the basics of who you are but if you if you just use this as an excuse to not open up it's it's kind of dangerous too because then you will become kind of like always at the same place so for me it's just like even starting a business listening to users listening to mentors like listening but knowing your values at the same time is very important so this is one probably the next one it's just like make it happen you know so one step at a time but you should act uh, every day do something even small to make it happen don't don't think you need a uh, big uh, big achievements to feel that you are making it because it's in the 
small ones that you make, you know, one small step at a time. Value these, be grateful for these, enjoy your journey. This part of enjoying the journey was like, it took a long time for me because it was like, since the beginning of Believe, I, I wanted to have five million users, you know, in five years. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter these days because like I'm in a journey and I need to enjoy every part of it. And if I'm not enjoying, then I'm losing. But in the day that I reach the five million users and I look back and say like, at least I learn every time I'm enjoying, I met people, I was loving, I was good to myself. Then like the five million are amazing, but all the journey that took me to there, it's amazing too and not just like sacrificing and being unhappy until I get what I want, you know. So I think this. And the other is just love. <laughs> love others, love yourself. And don't forget to just be kind with your mistakes. Forgive yourself. Understand that we are living beings and we need, really need to be empowered by our own feelings and they are they are the ones that are constantly driving us so if you don't have good feelings about you and about the world you need to somehow find a way to develop them and then go and leave wow got it thank you for sharing these like three profound pieces of wisdom with people um, let's do something fun right now and switch the language for a couple of minutes. I would love to ask you a few questions in Portuguese. Um, tá bom? Tá bom. Tá okay, bom. My Portuguese is uh, very basic, everybody, so I, I, I hope this is going to work out. Então, para todo mundo que fala português, um, Lohana, para você, que definição tem você de a, a felicidade? Felicidade? A felicidade é um dia de sol, onde de manhã eu tomo café da manhã com alguém que eu tenho um bom sentimento, alguém que eu gosto. Ah, depois do café da manhã eu faço alguma coisa que é de impacto social, que molda o mundo. À tarde eu trabalho em um projeto que me faz sentir corajosa e me faz ter desafios e me faz crescer. À noite eu encontro de novo meus amigos e a minha família e eu passo um tempo me divertindo, sendo leve, aproveitando. Antes de dormir eu me conecto com Deus, agradeço por tudo que eu vivi e eu tenho uma boa noite de sono. Isso é felicidade para mim. Onde? Se vai ser em uma na Califórnia, em uma casa enorme ou na Indonésia, em um barraco, não importa. Mas o importante é que eu minha para mim felicidade é ter Pessoas que eu gosto ao meu lado, momentos onde eu sei que eu tô melhorando o mundo, momentos onde eu tô me tornando um ser humano melhor e momentos de alegria com meus amigos e minha família. Ótimo. Alegria. <risos> alegria. Também. Então, outra pergunta. pergunta é, você, como brasileira, que que tu sentido de Brasil no globo? No globo. Eu acho, no globo. Eu acho que o Brasil é uma um exemplo de otimismo. Nós somos um país que tem muitos desafios, mas a gente consegue estar sempre feliz e fazendo brincadeira e olhando para as coisas de uma forma otimista e ativa. E o Brasil é uma é uma 
contradição ali, tem muita coisa que, que a gente, eu gostaria que fosse diferente no sentido de que as pessoas pudessem ser mais, perceber o valor delas, porque muitas vezes a gente tem muito valor no nosso país e a gente não, não vê, a gente quer ver o que está fora, o que é melhor, o outro, então apesar do nosso valor interno, eu acho que a gente minha felicidade meu amor pelo Brasil passa um pouco por querer que a gente se veja quão especial a gente é, às vezes. Mas tem muita coisa para melhorar ainda. Tem muitas coisas para melhorar no Globo, não? Sim. Então, uma, uma última pergunta em português, que é, você está falando de Deus. É, uhum. Fala um, pouco, um pouquinho mais sobre, sobre isso. Para mim, essa é uma das bases de da minha vida e de onde como eu cheguei até aqui porque minha meu relacionamento com Deus com o universo me ajuda a confiar que tudo tem um propósito se eu acreditar só na minha inteligência como a o plano quem está planejando as coisas eu as coisas já teriam dado errado porque pelos meus planos muita coisa saiu diferente mas eu vejo um plano maior olhando para os anos, olhando para tudo que eu já vivi. E eu vejo esse plano numa inteligência maior que a minha, numa inteligência muito melhor que a minha, numa inteligência de muito mais amor do que o meu. Então, para mim, meu relacionamento com Deus é confiar que cada passo que eu dou, cada coisa que acontece, até as coisas difíceis e aparentemente ruins, elas são boas, elas têm um propósito. Ótimo. Well, obrigado. Thank you so much for switching the language here for a minute. Um, this is something that really gets me out of my own comfort zone mm -hmm. and kind of challenges my brain to uh, catch up and stay stay in tune. And then also one of the reasons why I realize this has so much value for, for people and the feedback I get from people is that while English is our global language and the language that really empowers and moves this global connectivity, there are so many ways to connect and talk. And it is, well, almost arrogant, I think, to believe that English is the only language we should should meet in. So thank you. You're welcome. At the end of this interview, I'd love for us to to touch base on two questions. And one is it's a very simple question. Um, are there one or two books that truly inspire you? Something maybe you're reading right now or you've read in the past that you can share with people that that really had an impact on your life. Yes, I think um, one is it's. The Hagamoflin Gospel. It's related to um, to relationship with with this spiritual field, and it's about grace. I really like because it, it touches the concept of how everything is grace and how we should just feel loved by the universe because this can free us from the expectations that society has on us. The Hagamoflin Gospel, and I think there's a lot of books that really inspired me. Uh, on entrepreneurship and startup, I think um, the hard things about the hard things is one that, that recently I read and I found very, very inspiring, mainly because it gives you a timeline to just understand that uh, sometimes things are almost like not happening and then they happen, but you also need to have courage to understand that there's some hard decisions that you need to take and for me this was this was very powerful and yeah you ask it for two i can think about more but 
there it's, it's kind of difficult to choose for sure cool well i think two is a good start for people the hard things about hard things yes it's a um, very valuable lesson in there i got it well ohana so thank you for hanging out in a park in california with me while the uh, waves are crashing and there's some amazing uh, like a drum circle music happening i have one last question for you and that question is what is your and i don't mean your vision for planet earth for the next 200 years but like what is what is it that you dare to imagine that you dream of planet earth can feel like be like for people for humanity for animals for the species for this entire spectacle that life is what do you think what do you dare to dream of 200 years from now this planet earth could look 200 years is a lot i don't know if i may think some decades so 200 years it's just a guess maybe but i would love that planet just recover from all the aggression that we did to him um so make planet earth balanced again and this would be amazing that society could also yeah put equality as a like a real a real part of who we are humans through reaching their true potential in creativity and love um so making like the machines work uh the work that we are not created for and then make us to to just be as amazing as we we could and yes i think a society based on on love and uh, it's it's good but i i, I see like from a perspective that sometimes need things will go even worse then get better maybe so i don't know if this will gonna happen after 200 years or maybe before but i see that we need to face some realities first then grow in these fields but we are growing already there's a lot of beautiful movements around we just need to get stronger and closer Thank you for taking time for being on Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. Is there anything else you want to share with the listeners? No, just having an amazing day. Feel that the universe loves you and make it happen. If you have any idea, something that you think should change in the world, go for it. Don't, don't think twice. Mm-hmm.